0: to another edition of Gateway to Baseball Heaven. I'm your host, Daniel Shopdahl, C70 at at C70 on Twitter. With me, as always, Tara Wellman from Birds on the Black and at Tara Wellman on the Twitters. Um, It was what is going to be pretty standard over the next couple of weeks, a full week of Cardinal baseball. Kind of not up, and even with an off day, the Cardinals have played eight games since uh, we all got together. Um, And it's, uh, Tara, I don't know that we found out anything more more about this team over the last eight games, except for the fact that the one piece of this puzzle that we felt like we could count on more than anything, maybe the bullpen decided to um, stub its toe, pull its groin, whatever you want to say um, over this span. And now there's nothing we can be certain about.
1: Yeah. We sort of joked earlier in the week that, John likes to say, you can never have too much pitching. And when you talk about, well, maybe there's too many starters for not enough spots. Well, these things tend to work themselves out. That's fine in relation to the rotation. And we can talk about that as well, because it's been a bit of an adventure. But mm-hmm. the bullpen is falling apart more rapidly than they can replace those pieces at this point. And I I sort of chuckle while I say that, but it's actually very problematic for this team looking at this week in particular, this is a make or break week for this team more than, and this sounds maybe like hyperbole to some degree, but more than I can ever remember in the sense of they have a doubleheader every other day this week. And that is insane in any sort of normal concept of how you put together pitching. And then to do it without at least two of your best relievers in Giovanni Gallegos and John Gant, who both left different games this week with groin injuries, you're struggling to put some pieces back together at this point to just have enough arms to get through the week, much less. <laughs> do it successfully as far as wins and losses are concerned.
0: Yeah. I mean, we never really thought that Nabil Matt would play a big role this year. Um, and here he is, you know, he's, he's pitching. We he probably will this week just because he has to, I mean, there's not that many other arms out there. Now the Cardinals do look to get KK back to start tomorrow, but how deep can he go? I mean, if this was a, a KK that hadn't missed a time on the IL, then I think you could say, well, maybe he can go, he could go six innings and maybe he could save your bullpen a little bit. But having missed a, a turn or two, I mean, how deep can he go? And then you start into that bullpen. I think uh, the, the only saving grace may be the fact that there's 29 men for those three games, those three double headers. But even that may not be enough because when you start looking at the arms down there, who are you going to, who are you going to really be confident in? It looks like his cause Cabrera got over his nail issue from Saturday. he pitched today and um, you've got Alex Reyes who's, who's pitching pretty well as well. But after that, it's starting to get a little bit shaky on the ground of guys like Chris Matt and others that you didn't really expect to see Helsley, who is still kind of getting his feet under the, him from the, the COVID issues. Yeah. Um, I mean, how how do they do this? Because there's not a whole lot of people at Springfield either.
1: Yeah, and that's part of the problem that you just mentioned is that there are too many guys still trying to get their feet under them, whether it's Jack Flaherty or Carlos Martinez or uh, you know guys in the bullpen who you thought you were going to be able to depend on. And I was a little surprised we didn't see that sort of delay from Gallegos, not necessarily because of COVID, but because of his late start and even getting to St. Louis uh, after the initial spring training delay so there are just too many guys still trying to get their feet under them and then putting kk in that same position where he's coming off of missing some time and not just the starts but the time in between to keep him on any sort of regular routine and you know we we always talk in a normal 162-game season about how long it takes before a pitcher is really built up to kind of max capacity. And there are very few guys on that roster, regardless of their role, that I feel like are built up in that regard. So I think you'll probably see some Austin Gomber. You'll probably see, uh, hopefully, some better appearances. Even Alex Reyes struggled a little bit on Sunday in his outing um, and you're going to see Woodford more. You're going to see some of those guys that really shouldn't necessarily have been part of the picture who are going to have to step up, whether it's, um, Kaminsky or, yeah, I don't know, pick one of the other guy. I'm even struggling to remember who's there and who's not at this point because it's been such a rotating door, but, um, those guys are all going to have to pitch innings. And I think really the, the, focus and the pressure is going to in some regards have to be shifted to the offense to make up a little bit of the ground of the consistency that isn't there for the pitching right now outside of say Adam Wainwright <laughs> and be able to provide a little bit more uh, I don't know not necessarily cushion but um, a little more punch to not have to pitch on such a tightrope all the time for whether it's the starters trying to go deeper into games or the bullpen trying to pick up the slack without Gallegos and and uh, John Gant.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, this was the first game that the Cardinals had scored five runs and lost, um, which is, I guess one in one side good because that typically means if the offense does show up, you're in good shape, but you know, you can't. You start to wonder: Is this a start of a trend because of all the arms and how they're doing? This is, you know, Matt Carpenter said a couple of weeks ago. He said, "If this team makes the playoffs, it's kind of a miracle, um, just because of all they're going through." And they haven't even really hit their hardest stretch yet. This this week is their hardest stretch. If they can survive this week and still be in in playoff contention, then I think you got to tip your hat to them. But Man, I just you know, like I say three double headers uh, in basically five days. I don't know how they do it. Um, and like you said, the offense has got to come around. And it feels like Mike Schilt is is kind of starting to. I don't know what he's doing with the, the lineup, but he's definitely not just letting people sit out there. We haven't seen. You know, we talked about last week. Talked about Dylan Carlson going back down. You know, we've seen. Blaine Thomas sits on, we've seen Tyler O'Neill sit some. we've seen Tommy Edmund play a lot of outfield. Um, we saw, we've seen a lot of, a lot more out of Austin Dean this last weekend than we thought we would. It really feels like Schilt is trying to figure out what gives a spark, and if it, if it works, he's going to ride it for a little while.
1: Yeah, there's a little bit of tendency right now to play the hot hand. And in general, over the course of a long season, I don't think that's the most effective approach But in a sprint to the finish, you kind of have to, I think, a little bit more than you would otherwise, just because, you know, you're not in a situation where you have time to just hang out and let somebody figure it out. You have to send somebody to the batting cages to figure it out and put the guy in in the lineup who already has it figured out for right now. So whether that's Austin Dean or whether it's Brad Miller or whether it's, you know, uh, Colton Wong or whether it's Tyler O'Neill versus Harrison Bader right now, Matt Carpenter and Harrison Bader have kind of driven the offense the last couple of days, which has not mm-hmm. been expected, but I just think you can't get too comfortable in thinking, well, they did it before, so they'll probably do it again because when they stop doing it, you have to kind of have a quicker hook just because of how many games in consecutive, uh, in how many games consecutively, um, you have to try to work your way through without losing any ground. Well,
0: you're right. And the fact that Matt Carpenter and, and Harrison Bader have played bigger roles than you would expect for Carpenter. Do you think it's him finally catching on, you know, made some adjustment or do you think it's an idea of, of Mike Schultz finding the right pitchers at work for him? Um, I don't I really don't know. I mean, it could it seems like maybe he's he's hitting some pitches that he normally wouldn't. But whatever the case, at least he's got a little bit of confidence. We'll see how long that lasts.
1: Yeah, for me it's absolutely too small a sample size of success to Ooh. decide if this is something that he's figured out and it's going to help him long term or if it's just a thing that happened for a couple of days because more often than not we see that again same thing kind of tends to happen with Harrison Bader sometimes that happens you know with a guy that you're expecting to care we saw that often with Paul Goldschmidt where we would think okay three days in a row here here we go he's gonna take off now and Mm -hmm. it just happened to be three good days so I don't know that I've really seen enough um enough of a change to suggest that he's figured something out that's going to turn him into Matt Carpenter of old but it's nice to see when you can get it and I think the circumstances surrounding this team right now that's kind of how they have to look at it just it's nice to see it when you can get it take advantage of it Um, but also don't be Mike Schilt can't be afraid to sit Matt Carpenter down if there is a matchup that just doesn't look like it's going to work and there's someone else who has uh, a better opportunity to help the team succeed on any given day and that's I don't know that that's really Mike Schultz's style as far as what he would like to be as a manager, but it's the reality that they're living in. And, and I will say, I do think most of, at least from what we see, uh, most everyone has kind of adapted to that in some sense and just recognized that this is a weird thing and you got to do what you have to do sometimes to uh, to give the team the best chance possible.
0: Yeah, and it may be that the doubleheaders help in that regard because he can sit him down for one of the games mm-hmm. and still let him play the other game if it works out better, you know, so they can't... It's like, hey, I'm not benching you for an entire game. You know, you'll have another chance here <laughs> in 20 minutes when the second game kicks off. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's something that he's going to be juggling those guys and those lineups anyway. It was a little bit interesting to see Tommy Edmonds sit for the first time, I think, all year, today. Um, and maybe that's a, you know, catch your breath before this, this last run, because it's, you know, two weeks from tonight, how crazy is it to say this two weeks from tonight, the season's over. Um, you know, it still doesn't feel like it's even gotten started yet. Um, but also the Cardinals play almost a third of their season in those two weeks. Um, Small sample size math is just weird. Um, it
1: really is. <laughs> you know,
0: but you know that that means you know how are you how do you figure that out? I mean, you know, it's like you really hate for for it to say or to write on a you went over four yesterday, so you're not playing today. But you can't let them go more than two or three days like that, yeah. Because you know, all of a sudden here you are. But then again, you know, to flip the other side you're talking about three double headers in that span and guys are going to get tired. Right. Um, so I'm just I mean, I'm it's, it's an
1: impossible, it's an absolutely impossible situation that, that Mike Schilt is in trying to manage this way because no one does this. No one has, I mean, okay. I would have to go back and look at Mike Schilt's career in the minor leagues because minor league teams do this <laughs> minor <laughs> league teams, you know, have rain delays and sometimes snow delays if you're where I live. And so then you stack up three double headers in a row. Uh, so maybe Mike Schilt did this in his tenure in the minor leagues. That might be a fun fact to try to figure out. I don't, that seems like a nightmare of research to sift through, but if anyone's really bored this week and wants to look that up for me, um, I don't know if, if Mike Schilt, uh, has done anything like that as far as this many games in this many days, but it's, it's not a thing that happens at the major league level. And it's not a thing that, you know in reality, any of the other teams are dealing with. And that's not a like a, oh, poor Cardinals statement. It's mm-hmm. just the reality of why there's no blueprint for this because it doesn't happen. And how to do it and come out on the other side still capable of competing for that last week of the season seems absolutely insurm- insurmountable to me. And that's why, um, you know, Mike Schult has that job and not me, I guess.
0: <laughs> and, and you say that no other team is dealing with this. And to some degree, that's true. But on the other side, the Milwaukee Brewers are dealing with this. You know, they are going to have to play. um, You know, they've got two of the doubleheaders this week, one doubleheader next week. They play 10 games against the Cardinals in this span, plus whatever else other games are going to play. And it's not quite the same because they don't have that. You know, the Cardinals have another doubleheader against Pittsburgh in that mix. Um, Plus, I don't know if Milwaukee has any off days, but still, I mean, and they're in a... And a similar situation. They're only a couple of games behind the mm-hmm. Cardinals. This is huge for them too. So it feels, you know, postseason, at least postseason seeding and possibly postseason play in general. The Brewers, as of right now, are not in the playoffs. So if they can play well enough to pass the Cardinals, that could be enough to send the Cardinals home for the for the winter, which is uh, it's amazing. Just think how much it's going to ride on these two series of a two teams that have not seen each other since this time last year. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That,
1: that, that first series where there are five games in three days with the Brewers, I was Mm. looking at the schedule a couple days ago. And my, my initial thought was that's the season Mm. that series right there is likely the season for the Cardinals. If they come out of that series, having dropped four of five, because they don't have pitching. I don't know that there's time. And of course they do play them to end the season. So technically, yes, there's still time to recover, but if they come out of that series, having struggled so much with their pitching staff, I don't see that there's a way for them to reset in time to gain back those games against Milwaukee, much less gain any ground on the Cubs before the end of the season so I mean not to be too dramatic but this series Monday Tuesday Wednesday feels like the season for me
0: yeah that's absolutely fair um because you're right you stumble in this one and it may be difficult to um find your footing again now I'm very interested I feel like maybe the issue with Christian Yelich is that he hasn't faced the Cardinals yet you know (laughs) Most of the time he gets to face them in April that kicks the season off and he goes on and has an MVP year. You know, this year he's hitting 199 with still with nine home runs. Um, you know, I, my, my feeling is he's probably just been waiting uh, for the Cardinals to show up before he actually shows MVP status. So, um, so you're saying they should just walk him every time. I'm always for that. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's just safest. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, it, it is, it is amazing. It feels like, and again, it's somewhat the small samples and some part, the craziness of the year, but it feels like there's a lot of players across baseball that you see that are hitting one ninety nine, two fifteen, two twenty. to you know, um, with maybe not their normal power numbers. Um, Yelich being one of those so doesn't mean he's any less dangerous, but it's, you know, it's kind of interesting to see him struggle this much.
1: Yeah. And I, I, do think that it does have something to do with just the timeline and the fact that like I was saying with the Cardinals in that series not having time to recover you know generally a a hitter who's in a slump in July or in August Mm -hmm. isn't going to be super worried about it but when that's all you have there's no success before or time to kind of work through it and feel like you can end the season with numbers that you look back on and go okay all right i pulled that together it looks looks pretty good overall <laughs> uh, there's got to be a mind game there right when you know that you're in such a hole and there's not time to fix it that the pressure especially when you're kind of the star of the team on the offensive side of things um yeah that's that's a whole different kind of pressure than these guys are used to that that may play into the mental side of getting yourself out of a slump.
0: Yeah. Now the Cardinals pull defeat out of victory today. Um, but at least it didn't get no hit, uh, <laughs> which is what the Brewers wound up having to deal with, which I don't, I mean, that's kind of one of those, you know, which would you rather have before the series starting? I mean, is it the fact that the Brewers cannot be worse than they were today or, or, Is that a a demoralizing thing that maybe the Cardinals could take advantage of?
1: Uh, I mean, if it was the Cardinals and they had just no hit a division opponent and then headed into the most important series of the year, it would absolutely be the worst thing they could have done. Mm -hmm. Now, if they had gotten no hit...
0: They'd probably score 10 runs. They
1: probably would score 10 runs. So my my, uh, my perspective may be a bit skewed based on what we've seen the Cardinals do. I don't know how the Brewers have responded in situations like this in recent years. But you know I do think it's true that with any team, you get beat that badly, you're going to come out and be a, maybe a little more focused or a little more determined or just do whatever you have to do. To you know, not look that bad again. So probably not the greatest way for the Brewers to come into St. Louis, but um, you know, it was a we- one of those weird series where you're like, D- who do I actually need to win this series? Because both options do different things for me right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely the, the case. You know, I what was it Friday or Saturday? I guess it's Friday or Saturday night. I can't remember exactly which one it was. Um, where. Um, Hayward hit a three run home run in the ninth inning uh, that gave the Cubs the win. I'm like, that's not good. And then somebody's like, but honestly, it keeps the pushes the pirate of the Brewers, you know, a little bit farther back. Um, It keeps them from overtaking the Cardinals. So maybe that's what you need. I'm never going to root for the Cubs. Right. Um, But you know, if you can take some solace out of a win for them, and I guess that's something. Yeah. I guess the good thing is, and I think we maybe we talked about this last week, or maybe Alan and I talked about it on, on usual, but the fact is that the Cardinals have have a very bad offense. We know this overall, but the Brewers have a much worse one um, this year. Um, and then you've also got the Pirates who are like dead last in offense, and the Royals who are So the Cardinals at least aren't going to run into any juggernauts while they're having these pitching issues. They may make teams look like juggernauts, but (laughs) at least overall, if you want to, if you want to look for that hope is if you're going to stack up a a lineup right now, the Cardinals win that battle, which is really not expected.
1: Yeah. That's unusual to say. I think from the offensive (laughs) perspective, but you're right. I mean, these are teams that have struggled. And the fact that the Brewers are as close as they are right now is a little bit strange mm-hmm. to me because they just don't feel like a very good team. They don't feel like they have enough pitching to stay in games. And when their primary offensive powerhouse in Yelich is not performing and Lorenzo Cain isn't there after opting out. And, you know, there's just a number of things with that team that they just don't look like a, a particularly postseason bound sort of competitive team, but the red there are times where the Cardinals don't either. It's so just a weird uh, weird situation to see the Brewers struggle as much as they have, to see the Reds even struggle as much as they have um, and try to figure out where the Cardinals fit into that mix. I think what we've seen is that the Cubs and the Cardinals are pretty evenly matched even if their strengths and weaknesses are different. But you're right, they're not playing the toughest competition. And the biggest challenge for the Cardinals at times in, in, I don't know, recent past, maybe it's just in general, is to not not necessarily look past those games because I don't think that's what they do, but they play to the level of their competition right. in such a way that those teams are almost harder to beat because they they it's almost like they take a step back and play... I, to make it more fair. I don't know. <laughs> that's It's obviously not intentional. Don't misunderstand me, but that's, that's what makes those series so frustrating and so dangerous in a situation like this, because especially with as depleted as the bullpen is for the Cardinals, especially with, you know, how careful Mike Schilt is going to try to be in setting up the rest of the week with this, you know, first doubleheader on Monday. Um, the Brewers are in a position to take advantage of the, uh, unfamiliarity of the sort of controlled chaos of what it is to be the St. Louis Cardinals right now and sneak into a playoff spot, um, you know, whether they're the most talented team or not, just by way of how the Cardinals got to this point.
0: Yeah. You know, the last couple of years, it feels like we've talked about the Brewers on a team that doesn't have enough pitching and, and then they seem to wind up somehow having enough pitching, you know, the offense is not a an issue. It feels like maybe that's catching up with them a little bit this year that, you know, then again, this could be one of those, if they had enough time, if they had a full season, maybe it's a team that does, uh, you know, what the what the Nationals did last year, started off week and they would have improved. Yeah. Um, You know, the good thing is there's, to some degree, there's only 18 more games, you know, and if you look at this as being up two with 18 to play, I mean – you're not guaranteed anything, especially when you have 10 games against that team, but you'd rather be in that position than a lot of other ones. Um, you know, cause if the Cardinals, the Cardinals go five and five, which, Hey, they're a 500 team. They can do this. Um, that makes it, you know, the, the, the Brewers have to catch those two games somewhere else. Right. Um, so, you know, they're, they've got the upper hand, whether they'll be able to do anything with it or not. That's a different story, but, you know, we've talked about it before the seven innings plays into their hands a little bit, especially with the fact that they don't seem to have enough arms or they're questionable (laughs) about it. You'd much rather be playing 14 innings a day than 18.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it allows them to pick up the wins potentially um, and then reset and if you have a, an Adam Wainwright start or a quality Jack Flaherty start or, you know, if it's KK and he slips right back into what he was before he ended up on the I.L., then you feel pretty good, especially in that first game, not only about completing the first game, but about how you're set up for the second game. And then you can kind of recover a bit more from there. So, man, that those starts in the first games of those double headers are so important mm-hmm. this week, just mm-hmm. so important in allowing them to make their way through this week. And don't forget, there are still those potential two games floating out there with Detroit that may or may not factor in at some point. So there may be an additional pair of games at some point depending on how the the standings shake out in the next couple of weeks. So uh, there's a there's a lot of work to do for this team and um you know, it, it kind of feels like you're asking them to do the impossible. But we're still going to be frustrated if they don't.
0: <laughs> I would have been much more excited about uh, maybe adding on those two games to the Detroit had they not blown that second game against right. them. Um, <laughs> you know, and I mean, you know, like we were saying about how, how frustrating this team can be. You know, they go out and put put up 12 runs against, I think, the best pitcher the Tigers have on their staff. And then they turn around and can, you know, scrape, scrape together three. And that's not enough to, to hold things together. Uh, Although they go to the ninth with a chance to win, you'd much rather have five or six runs going into the ninth uh, than just three. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the Cardinals have their own destiny. They have everything in their favor as much as you can after, you know, missing 18 days because of a pandemic. Um, this is just, I mean, it's just now we get to sit back and, and watch, and there'll be so much. I mean, there do you think that it's going to be a point where, like, okay, that's enough? <laughs> you know, we're going to have so much baseball that it's like, let me breathe somewhere along in this way.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, I think even for the players at, mm. you know, like game seven of this week, when there's still, what, three more games to play, <laughs> they're yeah. going to be thinking, okay, all right. <laughs> That's it, but also, I mean, keep in mind they're they're going on the road, um, mm-hmm. and they do come home to finish the season. But there's a there's the added kind of pressure of the challenges of traveling right now as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I would think that yeah, uh, day six of this week, even they're going to be feeling like, are we done yet?
0: <laughs> and we know what happened the last time they went to Milwaukee. Right. So yeah, um, let's try to avoid that. Mm -hmm. Um otherwise a lot of this conversation is just moot, I think. Uh but uh I don't feel like we'll hit that again. Um yeah, I think that's that's kind of a problem a little bit too is for fans, we're gonna be sitting here like, you know, I think at some point in time we want to breathe, but by the time we get a chance to breathe, the season's over. And it's like, well
1: gotta watch it while you can. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Uh, I mean even if there is a, a playoff series and this year, you know, at worst you have a best of three. Um, in the first and so you can't, you know, be one and done, but, um, you know, there's that, that idea of just kind of, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those years that we've already kind of just never want to have to deal with again. So, um, I, I don't know that there's any way to explain it. So, um, but anyway, plenty of games this week, like I said, what, five, six, seven, eight. 10, was there, is there 10 between now and when we record next? Oh, I guess there are... Nine, nine, I think. Yeah. No?
1: It's, no, it's 10. It would be 10. It's 10. Yeah. That's, that's that's so many. That's, that's, that's too many games for one week.
0: <laughs> I mean, that, that is one-sixth of what the season is supposed to be in <laughs> one week. Oh, um, man. So, anyway. So, we might have some baseball to talk about next week. Maybe. Maybe. Um, we'll at least have a better idea of how that last week is going to go and what what kind of concerns we might have going into it. So, uh, But anyway, Tara and I will be back with you next Sunday to, to talk about the week that was and the week that will be. Um, so until then, that is Tara. I'm Daniel. Good night.
1: Hey, Cardinals fans. Thanks for listening to this week's show. If you liked what you heard, you can find us on iTunes. Just search Gateway to Baseball Heaven under podcasts and click subscribe. While you're there, feel free to give us five of those little gold stars or even a quick review. And tune in next time as we break down another week in baseball heaven.